Hi guys, good morning, good evening, I don't know, it doesn't matter, wherever you are, welcome to Bipalo where no topic is off limits. Hi guys, welcome in the first ever podcast episode from Bipalo. Wood, 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 wood. Yeah, nice, nice, we're here with um, Gary. Hola. And Ricky T. <laughs> Ricky Sean. <laughs> fine, fine. We're not going to call him Rick. We're going to call him Sean. Sean and, um, of course, me, myself, and I call me Jared. What are we going to talk about today? Mm. Ah, we're going to talk about, um, yeah, coming out stories. That's the that's, that's thing. Uh, I think it's a thing of the norm for most. Yeah, no, uh, I, think it's, I think it's like a norm for most gay guys, I think. Gay, homosexuals, whatever they want to call themselves. Yeah. Um, that moment where you come out the closet. Um, it's a milestone for some, yeah. No, for some, yeah. it's a milestone, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. For others, they came out the moment they got out, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. saw the light. <laughs> There's no hiding, there's no hiding at all. Nah, nah. So, I think, I think we might, we might as well just jump right into it, uh, to be honest, and see where this ends, how this evening turns out, to be honest. So, uh, should we start with uh, Mr. Sean? <laughs> Let's go for it. Um, so, how how did you come out? What was what's your coming out story? My coming out story. Um, how old were you, anyways? I was twenty. I. How old are you now? Thirty. He's an oldie. <laughs> He's an oldie. Excuse me. Fine, fine. So you were twenty when you came out. Yeah. I was 20. I came out to my older sister. Um, she was one that I initially had told. I, I told my older sister via text and she told my mom and then my mom called me. And how did that go? I think it changed the dynamic in terms of relationship with my older sister, but my mom was okay with it. She had an older brother or a younger brother that was gay. so. I think that made it a lot easier coming out at least to her. So to be honest, it was quite easy. My mom was quite accepting of it since the beginning. She's quite rational. So I didn't expect any different, to be honest, from her. My dad was a different story. I think my dad, I came out, I think, three years later. And that was... So you came out to your sister first, then she told your mom, like, the same second, or...? Yeah, it was exactly the same day. So she told your so you told your sister, your sister told your mom, and then between dad and your dad there was like a gap. Yeah, so it was a gap of approximately three years. Um I told my dad via Skype, actually. Um and that came with an ultimatum based on the fact that my aunt an aunt found out and then it became a race to figure out who was going to say it first by accident or whatever that is. So yeah. I came out to my dad three years later on Skype. Um, interesting experience. Um, I think there's a couple of things you will never forget in your life, and that's one of them. I, my mom was quite easy. My mom called me. She told me everything was okay. Um, I'm happy with who you are. Just be careful. Um, my older sister didn't say much. 
my dad on the other hand i told him and i they i, I told him when they were in in the laundry room and i remember him being in in the frame for a second and then the the next moment i hear someone going up the stairs and slamming the door and that was it so you were on the call with him alone you were on the call with more people so i was on the call with my mother and him ah. and yeah that was it and that was i think the most conversation i had with him until possibly three years later what happened in the between so coming up drastically changed the relationship between my dad and i um um we we didn't really talk much from the moment that i came out and living obviously 10 hours away didn't help um but we i think the only time that we really spoke was in social gatherings when i was on the phone with more people and he was handed the phone and then he would speak to me i think possibly to keep up appearances to make everything seem like it's okay um in the midst of other people but if i text him or if i called him he wouldn't answer or he wouldn't text back so to be honest i didn't really speak to him for three years until i went home to be honest almost three years two and a half okay and you say you were 20 when you came out pretty much what took you so long what took me so long yeah but I mean, um, it's not a, like a pressure that you should come out when you're five would have been trouble because like toddlers and tr but still no i mean 20 is still uh... it it took me long um i think it was quite a journey it was just quite a journey to figure out who you are as a person um did you have girlfriends I did have girlfriends. Oh my god, next time. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> next time. Um it, it it took a while. I think I think the, the journey of acceptance, it, it, especially in I think our culture, um, is is quite a difficult one. It comes with a lot of denial, at least the donairs. Oh, I'm from Kyrgyzstan, if some of you guys know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah I, I think it coming from curacao or coming from at least the culture that we come from side note we are all from curacao black yellow orange doesn't matter we're all <laughs> but, yeah. range in a series <laughs> of different colors yeah. no so i think coming out um in our culture with the the sense of masculinity was quite difficult and my family on my dad's side is quite um driven with masculine culture which obviously didn't help it um which cause causes you to be in denial for a very long time um which makes you think that you are not okay for a very long time if i if i hear how my grandfather spoke about my uncle on my mother's side um it definitely did not make you want to come out of the closet and be accepted within your family so it took me 20 years. Eventually I fell in love. And oh, Hold that ring on me. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later, though. <laughs> yes, girl. But no, eventually I fell in love. But I think before I fell in love, um, I went through a pretty deep trajectory of figuring out who I was as a person. Um, and then eventually you just need to come to terms with yourself as well. That the life that you're living is not okay because 
not in the sense that it's not okay. It's it's actually really good going through this 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 phase and of figuring things out. Um, but you do come to terms with you are imposing something on yourself that you don't really feel or you don't really want. And then you should really start thinking about it and you self-reflect. And look, I was it, it was it was a very strange period for me because it was a summer that I came to the point where I was just like, you know what, fuck it, this is it. This is who I am and this is who I want to be. Um, and I happened to fall in love that summer as well at the same time. So it just came kind of like one thing after the next. It wasn't intentionally falling in love. I wasn't even looking for it. Um, but it, yeah. it took me 20 years just to go through that trajectory of figuring out who I was, getting the time to figure things out for yourself. I think being... Being alone helped a lot. Being alone in a different country that you're not living in a household where your parents say whatever it is that you think you should feel, you follow and abide by the rules because that's in essence all that really happened in our household. Um, I think being alone, being out of that changes a lot of things that gave you the time to think and figure things out for yourself as a person. Okay. Okay. And what about you, Gary? Well, I'm a late bloomer and everything. <laughs> so I came out, I think, when I was like, in between 26 or 27. 26? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. I'm 27 years old. And I'm 22 right now. So <laughs> <laughs> look at you, Benjamin Button. <laughs> it's only going backwards from here. Yeah. Yeah. My coming out story was uh, in certain ways similar to Rick's, but. Um, different in the ways that uh, I struggled a bit longer with the whole uh, process. I've had like, um, I think coming from the culture that we come from, indeed, uh, it has its perks, but it also has its negatives. And um, for me, exactly. uh, I had uh, experience with guys when I was younger, like around my 11, 12, 13 years old. But then um, due to, uh, yeah, either people finding out or people having doubts or thinking that I am gay or not. Um, A lot of teasing started and stuff, which made me postpone everything basically. So I, my choice at that point was being, yeah, such a, at at such a young age, my point was more like, um, okay, let's ignore this. Let's do our other best to kind of, uh, figure out how to date a girl <laughs> to, yeah. to do everything with a girl and um and i genuinely was i think for sure in love with some girls um also yeah but um but i think that uh, as as rick stated basically when you come to holland and you get the opportunity and the space to actually be with yourself and mm-hmm. and um, it happened for me, for instance, um, when I came to Holland when I was 19, um, I lived first with my brother and then my brother was here. So that made it also very difficult for me to kind of like, um, yeah, come out yeah. basically. Yeah. So when he returned to Curacao to live there, it gave me more space and breathing. But to discover yourself. To rediscover and myself. Basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it, it, it happened when it did. Cause when he went to Curacao, that's when I started to experiment with guys again 
and trying that out. And of course I knew I liked it. So, um, but, um, so yeah. And then I came out first to my, to a cousin of mine uh, or a distant cousin of mine, actually, it's funny because you, you, you kind of, I had a complete plot. So like, you know, first I'm going to tell all my friends here in Holland so that if my parents would to reject me or yeah. my brother would reject me or my family would reject me, yeah. that at least I have the backing of my good friends. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So I started telling one, um, each friend basically, um, that I was, uh, gay basically. Well, first I was bi, of course. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's yeah. the main, that's the main, yeah, it goes uh, from being, uh, because, being yeah. bisexual and then from uh, bi being gay. Yeah. 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 yeah, but but it's a fair point because I think at some point you also are a bit confused and you're also yeah. thinking like okay, but I do like girls and I have done I've, I have had sex with girls and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. you're like okay, but then maybe I am bi, you know. Yeah. But then once you start experimenting more and more with guys, you realize that yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I first told uh, the cousin of mine, etc. Then I told my brother. And then the year after that, I believe I told my mom because similar to Rick's story, someone in the family, um, uh, yeah, spilled the beans, spilled the beans basically. And oh, they also man. told me like, you know what? Um, it's better you tell your mom before the, because yeah, most probably the whole family is going to know. And so that was the point when I was there. Um, I went to Curacao one vacation. And I was really depressed at that point, you know, um, we were also going with a struggle with my father at that point because he was, um, he had a, a form of Alzheimer or uh, dementia, yeah. basically. Yeah. So we had other struggles also that we were dealing with as a family. So at that point, I was dealing with a lot of things at the same time. Yeah. So my mom actually approached me and asked me what was going on, you know, why? Because she didn't notice that I was really happy or, or, you yeah. know, struggling. She saw that I was struggling. Yeah. I bet you she sees like, you're not present. Yeah. Not only yeah. present, but I think, uh, she was used to me being the happy go lucky that everybody, you know, wants yeah. to <laughs> want you to be all the time. But then, yeah, sometimes shit happens in life and then you need to deal with it. And yeah. at that point, um, I told her and yeah. Uh, well, she was more like, I had a very good experience with her in that case. Cause like she was now, she was more like, um, ashamed that I didn't tell her before that and that I had to go through it alone and yeah. all of that. Then, then that she was angry at me. I noticed that my brother, he had, uh, a little bit more difficulty with, with, with grasping it. Mm -hmm. Um, he did tell me, however, like, you know, um, uh, I love you and, and, and I will always love you. I'm your brother, etc. So I didn't have a bad experience with him either, but I did see in his way of handling that he needed also time to kind process, of process, process everything and, yeah. and, and to, yeah. to, <clears throat> to, you know, to, to, to know how to deal with the, with the whole situation. Yeah. Unfortunately, my dad, I never had the chance to tell because, yeah. um, at that point he was already pretty, um, yeah, uh, sick and, 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 uh, honestly, to be real, uh, to be real, um, some, somewhere there was a fear of telling him because he was a very, uh, macho person, etc. And somewhere there was a fear to tell him because, and on the other hand, I knew that he was coming into his last period and, and stuff. And he was really confused already. 
So um, it was. It's almost like you're adding to yeah his his, yeah. his moment. Yeah, uh, you're adding to his moment and maybe confusing right. him even more because someone with dementia they have their moments that are clear, other moments they're not. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. by giving them things that are out of our, their comfort zone or out of their routine is is going to send them off completely. So yeah, yeah. at that point, I decided not to tell him, and mm -hmm. a year after that, he passed away. So. Yeah. Um, I never got to tell him. But yeah, that's basically my coming out story, I think. Yeah. And yeah. also explain why you it took a little bit longer to just kind of do the processing, you moved here. Yeah, and, I, I think it's and... it's because of the teasing. Honestly, yeah. honestly. Um I think if 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 there was more openness um within people to be accepting, yeah. Um it would be a totally different story. Yeah. Because um everybody expects you to be either like uh you know there's no gray area it's either white or black you know yeah. like um it's basically yeah the the biggest thing i've learned from that is that in in holland you have basically like you know a lot of people experiment and get the chance to experiment you know yeah, yeah. um yeah. but in curacao once you experiment once and people find out you get labeled immediately yeah like you're in a grocery store and they'll know this is shelf you know, to the right, and there's a shelf to the left. To so, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I got labeled immediately, basically. So I made a choice then to, which at this point I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe it wasn't, but everything happens for a reason. So, I think the culture yeah. is more open here as well, right? I think that yeah. changes the dynamic, and I think you made a good point in that aspect. Like, I think the teasing in school also contributed possibly to the delay of coming out. Yeah. Right. I think not necessarily that it's only that's also the culture, but I think in in Holland you're able to be more, you know, you're able to be invisible compared to compared to being back home. Back home, everyone everyone knows who you are. Everybody knows who that car is from and where you're going and yeah. what you're doing and yeah. who's your mother, who's your father, where you're from. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. knows a little bit, but here you can you can live in the same house and not know your neighbor. And there's so, there's yeah, also yeah. a certain fear there, I believe, like when you're, um, because I as I said, I did have uh, a, a few experiences when I was younger in Curacao. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah. when you do have those experiences, it's either I'm going to tell on you, before you get the chance to, to tell, tell on me. me. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. so, it's a very competitive field in which yeah. nobody trusts each other, yeah. and then let me kind of burn you before you get the chance to burn me. You mm -hmm. know, yeah. and <laughs> the the funny thing is that people don't know how much damage they can do, they can with, do uh... with their way of, of, of acting. Because yeah. for someone like me, afterwards, I don't have any regrets, obviously, because everything needed to happen the way it had to. Yeah. But I think it's a pity because, like, you know, I would have enjoyed to be a gay guy in my 18s and 19s and discover if, the world. If that wouldn't have happened, you would have come out earlier, earlier. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And be myself earlier. And maybe... Yeah. And, and there's there's a lot more complexity to it because for me, for instance, when to give an example, I don't feel like I changed as a person directly, mm -hmm. but more of me came I think out. You develop, I think, yeah, I think, I don't think necessarily you yeah. change as a person, like the core of you will always remain the same. Yeah. However, you do develop, I mean, you get, you know, certain parts of yourself become just stronger and more stable when, as you as you grow up. When I came to Holland, for instance, I, I can remember the first, the first time I got my room and I was like, because the first year I lived with my brother here, and then yeah. the year after that I got like my room. 
Yeah. And then I remember I could choose colors, pink colors. Oh my God, I, I, I flipped over pink colors because what am I going to choose? I cannot choose like red because eh, maybe it's too girly. I cannot choose yeah. this because so I chose literally gray. Oh no. Light gray and <laughs> blue, like oh. KLM blue, like to be like all macho and stuff. And if you see my house now, well, it's a pretty sunset <laughs> regarding the spectrum, you know? I'm totally yeah. like yellow colors and, and like like red and, and, and orange and those yeah. type of spectrums. So, do you think, do you, I mean, for both of you, do you think maybe in our minds we make it a bigger issue than it actually is? I mean, after this, I'll, I'll tell you guys how what my coming out story was, and I think it's completely different than yours. <laughs> but do you guys think, I mean, maybe you make it a bigger yeah. issue in your head than like the rest of the people do probably absolutely probably. I, I i think it also has to do with values right i think in 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 the sense of we've at least in here some most families value the the bond of family quite high and you're you're quite afraid of losing your family in that process by yeah. coming out yeah. you know Mm-hmm. What kind of reactions or yeah, what the risks you, are. you anticipate the reactions that you're going to get, that you feel that you're going to be shunned out yeah. by your family, that your yeah. family is never going to speak to you again yeah. because you are this person. Mm-hmm. Remember that the culture is keeping up appearances, right? And keeping up appearances means that everyone is straight, has kids, will eventually get married, get kids, and live a happily ever after. A happily ever after. That doesn't exist, unfortunately. And yeah, but it's just the appearance of culture, unfortunately, is embedded in all of us at that yeah. point. Yeah. I think I think it's a combination. I think, like you said, yeah, the culture plays a big role in, in, in that fact that, you know, you know that the risks are very high of, mm-hmm. of, of you losing everything and everyone you love. Yeah. And especially when you move to Holland, when you already are far away from your family, mm-hmm. you know how it feels to be a bit more isolated. And yeah. I think that um, once you have that fear in you of, of losing like those type of people in your life, yeah, uh, it quickly becomes and overtakes you, and and yeah. you start thinking about oh, but how will other people react? And to my on the other side, I think it also has to do to your with your self confidence. Absolutely. I think if you're someone that that you grew up in a house where um, you are allowed to be you, even though like. From the outside, people look at you and be like, "Oh, he's a cuckoo or whatever." Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. if if you're a free spirit or whatever you are, if you're allowed to you be are. that in your house, mm-hmm. you have more um, keys and more 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 sustain to basically stand on your own and say, "This yeah. is me." Yeah, yeah. But I think in Curacao yeah. that that the, the school system and everything, how you are also raised, yeah, basically with you have to be obedient, you have to do this, you have to do yeah. that. It also doesn't give you always the tools needed yeah. to be independent and be like, you know what, this is this who is I, am. I am. If you don't like yeah. it, yeah. I, think, it. I think in my case, and, and going back to my yeah. my uh, coming out story, I think in my case that had an influence. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, going back, to the, going back to the coming out story, I think the point that you make now about, you know, how you're raised, I think that hasn't had an influence on me as well. A good combination of it you know i mean strong how i was raised but that also kind of had the other side the other effect of it as well my mom is a very strong person as in you know you need to be who you are but then she's also the other side of you know that is wrong because it's very um 
religious, if you may. My coming out story. <laughs> um, actually, well, no, well, good thing I said. Actually, my the first person that I told was my sister, one of my sisters. Um, she's my partner in crime. <laughs> um, and I didn't really tell her. She came to ask me, I think it was Carnival in Curacao, and there was this guy I liked. <laughs> there was this guy I liked, and we were standing there and watching Carnival. It was the, like almost the end of the Carnival, and then I, I went away with them. Um, and then, of course, I ended up at his house. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, my dad called, like, yeah, where are you? You're supposed to come home. It's like 1 o'clock in the, in, at night, blah, blah. And then um, they ended up coming and picked me up, and then my sister... We got we got back home, got into bed, and then my sister turns around and she's like, "He's your boyfriend, isn't he?" <laughs> and that's how that's how she was the first person to ever, like, that I told you know, yeah, that is very true, you know. But then again, she also has a girlfriend, so <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think she saw it. She saw it after her came my other friends and my best friends and and whatnot and. Yeah, I waited. A, I think I waited a lot longer to tell them until I had a boyfriend, actually. And I always thought you need to be a little bit stable in order to be able to tell it. So for me, it wasn't more about being just gay or ABC. You know, it wasn't about that. It was more about being, you know, having someone and then being able to tell them. So with them as well, as soon as I had my first boyfriend, I told them about it. Um, and with having the first boyfriend came friends, more friends, his friends, my friends, and everyone kind of knew a little bit. And my mom kind of started noticing things, of course, you know, certain, some of my friends coming over and, and I remember my mom telling one of my like really good friends or one of my best friends, um, I don't want to see that guy in front of my house anymore (laughs) because, you know, she's very religious. She, she used to think, you know, they're going to make him gay as well. And because nobody is born gay. They're, because exactly, you know? gay, right? yeah, exactly. So, no, no one is born gay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we went, we <laughs> went, <laughs> totally. You know, and we went with the, we went with the theory of, you know, you need to have one uncle talk to him, and then the other one talk to him. What is going on? Are you okay? Blah blah. blah. And then at the end, she wanted to escalate it to my dad, and then she sent me to my dad like deal with him. I don't know what's happening to him. He's not talking to me. And then I basically came out, like I used to have this, these drives with my dad every Sunday. I used to drive in Curacao and literally just stop at every bar and have a beer. <laughs> that was our Sundays. Um, and on one of those trips, um, one of my mom sent me to him and he, and she was like, you know, deal with him. I don't know what's happening to him. And um, I told him, I told him, um, yeah, I'm gay. I like boys. Um, I'm not too sure 100% yet because I'm still like, I do girls eventually here and there, but I mean, I like guys and his reaction was, I don't pay your rent. So you do what you want. (laughs) 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 And that was, and that was how I came out to my dad. And that's, that was the end of that, that story, you know, and I still talked to my dad. It was on vacation a couple of weeks back and that's, that's, that was it. Then when it came to my mom, um, I waited a little bit more with it. Um, because she's a very strong individual. I mean, I'm a very, very strong individual as well. But if you put the two of us in like a, a room together, it just becomes a very atomic. Yeah, <laughs> explosive, nuclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can say World so. No? I mean, it, it just becomes Hiroshima. <laughs> pretty much, you know. I mean, if you put the two of us together, it's 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 not necessarily a good combination.
so what I did was I ended up moving to um, I ended up moving to Holland um, like ten years ago, and then I think after I was here for two years. I mean, the thing is, I never felt that I was necessarily in the closet, um, and I think it's more of a mental state. Like, what do you tell? What you don't you don't? What do you not tell? And I got to the point after I was living here for two years, I had a boyfriend and, and, you know, your life was growing. And then I got to the point I need to tell my mom. So I ended up sending my mom an email um, <laughs> instead of calling her. <laughs> you came out of email, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a theory. There was a theory behind it. No, there was a theory behind it. And that worked for me best. I mean, I think, as I said, my mom has a very strong character. I have a very strong character. And if you put the two of us in front of each other or on the phone, it's going to become a discussion. So at my coming between brackets, my coming out or me, it was more me making it clear. This is what it is. There's no going back. It's not a phase. It's not a, this is what it is. It needed to be written so that you push that person to read it instead of starting to talk on the phone. And then it becomes a, a discussion. So I waited, I waited for a while until it was like, okay, we need to move on with this because I have my relationship, I'm building on my relationship and without you knowing, it affects your relationship as well. So then I ended up telling her, I ended up sending her an email and then um, I think she never replied to the email. Um, <laughs> but I think we spoke like a little bit after. Um, and I mean, it's still not a hundred percent and it will never be, but I think that's 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 yeah. that's how that, that went, to be honest. And I think, for everyone is going to be different. For everyone is going to be a different challenge, and 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 for some it's going to be harder. For some it won't be harder. But I think as long as you have the approach that you don't need to come out the closet, then you need to you know like go ahead with it. Okay. Because if you feel like you're in the closet, that that makes you it, it becomes a struggle. It becomes a mental struggle for yourself and. It will become, you know, being in the closet every single time you do something. Never. When you go to the bar, when you go to the restaurant, when you go to work, when you go to school, when you go everywhere, it, it will it will overtake you that you're yeah. always in the closet. So every time you meet new people, you go back in the closet in order to come back out. Yeah, actually, that's 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 exactly what what I wanted to say. Like, I still feel sometimes that I need to come out to people every time. Yeah, like you you meet someone new, you know, and and you're talking, you're always going to have that awkward conversation where someone is like. Oh, so do you have a girlfriend? And then I'm automatically like, uh, no, I do not. And then you feel like obliged to either at that moment. No, but that's good. That's good. Like come out and be like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm into guys. But then there's always that step. It's not like you know that that someone will ask you like, hey, do you have a partner or something? It's always like, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's very true. That's very true. But I think I think as well, if you don't in that moment when they ask you, do you have a girlfriend, you say, no, I have a boyfriend you've you've moved that coming out almost to, to second zero yeah that it's not coming out anymore it's just you telling them i have a boyfriend instead of a girlfriend yeah but as long as the moment you they say you do you have a girlfriend you say no i don't have a girlfriend and you kind of just push it out like i don't feel like this is the right moment to do this and you just let it go that means tomorrow you have to tell them and then tomorrow it won't be the the topic of discussion tomorrow you have to start the conversation yeah and yeah, then exactly. it becomes that becomes a week later, a month That's later, true. and you know, it then then it becomes like a coming out, a coming out moment. Yeah, but what I mean is, is it, more or less, it's always like a, a certain part that of you that um, uh, 
more or less it's always a, a part of you that 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 needs to be explained or, or there's always a point in a, in a relationship with someone that that a friendship or whatever that you need to discuss it or they have the questions or you know it's like uh, and and how is it being gay yeah not different than being straight you know, like, it's, it's, yeah but it's funny because you mentioned also something that i was very uh that i thought was very funny like you said um that your sister at the carnival basically saw that you were into a guy and i can remember my own uh story basically because my first boyfriend was undercover so nobody knew none of my friends knew but then i started trying to pass him off as my friend yeah and it's funny how sometimes when you're when you're gay or when you're in the closet still you think that people you're not don't. obvious yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. when you like someone or you're doing something yeah. Yeah. that people don't get any don't hints get any at hints. all yeah. you yeah. think yeah. Hey, you're the man of steel and you're superman <laughs> and you're like no i'm too careful people will never know you know totally. and, and totally. then i went to this concert with this guy and, and my friends and at some point in the concert, he grabbed my hand, or uh, he he. Your yeah, you think you yeah. think it doesn't influence you? You really think it doesn't it doesn't affect you, but it but it really 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 does. Yeah. I I just remember something now that you're saying about friends as well. I think a combination of my mother and my friends, and also my first boyfriend, pushed me to have the attitude of, you know, I'm not coming out the closet. I'm 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 gay, and what do you want to do about it? Um, <laughs> Because now I'm I'm sitting and I'm thinking the first time that they actually met, um, my first boyfriend was at a baseball game and he knew I was going to tell him and he knew I was nervous about it, but he was always like very open, yeah. kind of. So he would just turn around and say, "Papa, this," or you know, he would he was very very open with it, and as soon as like. I told him he was walking back and then he looks at me like my facial expression, I, I think. And the only thing he asked was like, did you tell them? And I'm like, yeah, I told him. And he turned around and gave me a kiss. And that was in the middle of just standing out there with everyone. And I thought, oh my fucking God. But his, his mentality or his approach was always like, yeah, if someone has something to say about it, then I'll beat the shit out of them. It's not the right approach. But it's kind of become almost my approach as well. As in, is it's my life, and you get to have an opinion about it. But your opinion doesn't. It's, your opinion is not allowed to dictate what I feel about myself, what I think about myself, or any steps that I take in my life at any point. That that brings back the point of um, uh, confidence, basically. Yeah. What yeah. I what I refer to that if you have that instilled in you, I think that it's far easier to be like, you know, what this is just me and deal with it and and. I know a lot of guys that have had that experience, yeah. but um, I didn't have the confidence at that point due to the teasing and due to, you know, other stuff that's not specifically had to do with my upbringing because I, I grew up in a very loving house. But uh, on the other hand, um, I think that I am a very sensitive from from the get go. It wasn't something that I, I could have, you know, foreseen. But, but then again, my approach was more thinking of the other people. I don't know how you guys see that. Like sometimes when you when you're coming out, you're thinking a lot of, of the of the people you're coming out to. Like, okay, how can I bring this so gently yeah. that it hurts them? Like that's Less, stupid. Actually, it's a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. How, how you how let them is. down slowly? It is now. Now a few years like later, you're thinking about it. and You're like, yeah. they should be the ones having you know the the yeah, the, yeah. the feelings of. 
oh my god how did i do this to you all these exactly. years you know what yeah. i mean yeah. yeah but then yeah. you 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 try to comfort you everybody to, else around you yeah choose your words like, wisely and, yeah and first tell and, them you're bi yeah. and then maybe you're yeah. gay yeah. and then you yeah. you process it completely or at, yeah. le- at least that's what i did yeah. you know like try to to break it down completely into into steps for them yeah well actually you're just being you and you're being yeah i don't know i i i think having people around you that are capable of supporting you so like a safety net makes it easier mm-hmm. um when when i came out initially i was completely alone i only had you yeah, yeah. you were the only person that i had yeah. none of my friends knew i mean I, I told Becky, but Becky was high as shit when I told uh, Becky. Oh my god! Uh, Becky. I mean, Becky is nice. I mean, she she was my best friend back then, you know. I mean, but other than that, I had no one else around me. I yeah. came out to my cousins afterwards. Yeah, I think it's I think it's also a, I think it's also a, most of the time you think you need to have a support system in order to be able to do it. Yeah. Or you think you know what? Fuck it. If I tell my parents, then they're going to. You know, disown me and ABC, you know, it's going to go to hell and whatnot. I think as the moment you come to terms with and it's, it things, it sounds really shitty, but I think the moment you come to terms with, I'm okay with losing everything if I'm able to be myself. As long as you come to terms with that, whether it, that whether that's, uh, you know, your parents being at your wedding or going to birthdays or them helping you financially or anything anything whatever it is the moment you come to terms with you know i'm i'm accepting that i can lose everything just in order to be yourself then the coming out will be super easy because it doesn't matter what the reaction is it's still going to you know yeah with that in mind and that in mind with that like said basically um what challenges do you, do you guys still like feel to date like now for example if you should give your i mean you've come out the closet and whatnot i think i think it has to do a lot with the with the, um i think it has to do a lot with um how we were brought up mm-hmm. and from where we come from mm-hmm. i think that for me holland did a lot in the sense of that um, i got to know myself i got to know um who i am and uh, what I'm about and I got actually the space because when you're in Curacao you you're in my case basically I was a I had a very close-knit family and um, everybody's in each other's business everybody's you know have an opinion about how and how and with who and where and why etc so I think that Holland gave me the space to to kind of become myself um, challenges I face today, I think, um, shame. Why? I think shame is something that, um, because of the culture we grew up in, that you get fed from a very early age. And I don't think it's only our culture, because like uh, in Holland, I think in general, uh, due to religion, due to political things, you know, that people grow up with the idea of if you are gay or if you are bisexual or if, mm-hmm. if you're outside the norm, then there needs to be shame. Yeah. You know, yeah. you need to be sh- ashamed of who you are because you should, this is the path that you should take. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you don't fit that bill, basically, then you're not right or correct yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, um, Further than that, I mean, there's also uh, taking it to a whole different level. There's also the question of, 
you know, gays being very feminine or not, etc. Um, I know from Curacao, you know, um, they they humiliate a lot of gay people who are very feminine, for instance, because uh, that's just not done. You know, you need to be macho. We grew in a very macho culture where you need to act a certain way and you need to talk a certain way and there's you never cry, you know, and you don't do certain stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I think that 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 based on that, um, you also get an idea in your head that like, okay, so who I am is shameful. If I am feminine, I there will be shame again. Yeah. You know, so they try to kind of shame a lot uh, yeah. of, 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 to try to shape you. Yeah. You know, it's the way you're raised since you're small, like, if you don't this, then that. If you don't that, then this. You know, so like, and I think that that it, it still has its its roots in me nowadays. Sometimes, you know, that you still make certain decisions, thinking like, yeah, like still, if I go to Curacao, for instance, now, and 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 I go to a nightclub or something, there's still a sense in me that I'm like, I'm not gonna go there with a guy on a date still or just go on a dance floor and dance mm -hmm. within a straight club here in holland even yeah with a guy or kiss with a guy in because there's still a certain amount of shame instilled yeah. of you this is not what people yeah. do yeah you know yeah. what i mean and i think that is always something that that will be instilled in you yeah mm -hmm. that i personally then am still struggling with sometimes uh still it's not as much as it used to be because I am myself now, mm -hmm. but there are still moments where I do choose not to do certain things because of how I was raised. Yeah. So that's my. So part. you remain, you remain, you remain very conscious. Yeah. In in your decisions when you're out in public places. Yeah, basically the only yeah. moments when you're in a gay club or something and you're dancing with your friends and just having fun. Yeah. Uh, and stuff. That's that moment where you can relax and stop thinking about. How are Every decision that you're making. Me? Uh, I mean, they do yeah. perceive you, but that's a whole different it's conversation. A whole different conversation. Yeah. But um, yeah. but yeah, but at least you get to be yourself and and and, and be, get to uh, give someone a hug or a kiss or or dance with somebody uh, in a sexy way or yeah. just yeah. you know have fun and be silly without worrying like, ooh, how are people looking at Look me right at you. now? Yeah. And how am I being perceived? You know, and yeah. and yeah, and maybe it's something. That has also to do with my personality. I don't know, but I think that more people have that same issue. And do you have like, what is your challenge uh, even even now? Uh... I think it's I think it's also partially cultural. I think um, the struggle of other people not um, being able to accept it as part of society. I think that's one of the biggest challenges that happened. I think going to a club is a really great example. You know, I think we've been to a couple of birthday parties now, for example, where you and I, for example, have danced together and then you get kind of like slight faces and then there's not necessarily aggression, but there's a sense of tension that happens between the people who did not appreciate it and the group that you're with. Because the group that you're with is, is your friends. Those are the people who accept you, right? Yeah. But are kind of like there to support you but the people on the other end of the spectrum are they're not necessarily judging you but there's a tension that kind of builds between those two groups and that has happened not once but it's happened multiple times and one of the challenges for me is then okay is it then that i need to have this 
confrontation every single time that I go out with my partner? Or is it yeah. then that this confrontation is something that just needs to happen every single time? And I really don't want it. I really don't want it to happen every single yeah. time. But that is definitely one of the challenges that I, I currently face at the moment. It's not, yeah. in, in general terms, I don't face that many challenges. Yeah. At least I don't see them as challenges. Um, you see them as opportunities. They, they are this, this is not an interview. This is not an interview. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they could be like opportunities because it's, it's opportunities to educate people to open up for it, right? Yeah. It, it depends who who you have sitting across from you as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just more in the sense of there there are just certain moments that you're just not capable that there's a sense of tension that arises that because of societal acceptance and whatnot, whatever there is there. Yeah. That kind of causes this. Yeah, I, I mean, if I'm, if I if I were to look at myself, I think there's there's not a lot of um, challenges that I face. Invite the discussion, as in, what is your issue? Um, I mean, not it's not always the wise thing to do because sometimes it ends up in a fight. Um, <laughs> again, not condoning violence, but. <laughs> But I mean, we've had it before. Let's be proper. <laughs> yeah, let's be proper. For Otherwise, one. you're shamed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I think, but I'm, 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 I'm very direct when it comes to those things, uh, uh, personally. But I think, never mind challenges. I think there's one thing that I almost re- not regret, but I, I wish I had the opportunity to before, like I just came out and everything. I think it's still. I wish I would have had the chance or opportunity to have a conversation with my girlfriends because I think I think still you know you would I mean you guys have had girlfriends as well and I've had my fair share of girlfriends um, but I think the moment you you know probably some of us are bisexual and I think like gay guys in general do not accept it when they go back from like guys to girl and whatnot but I mean a lot of guys have had girlfriends and then end up with with uh, guys eventually and they don't go back but i think that moment when you make it official that you have a boyfriend and you're stuck with them i think i don't know i always have this thing in my back in the back of my mind like i would have had to have that conversation with them because they shared a moment with you they shared intimacy with you they shared more than just you know they weren't like a random friend they were in a relationship with you mm-hmm. so they shared, shared something so I always have that in the back of my mind. Like I would have, not, it's not a regret because I think it's more of a something I would have liked to do or would have yeah. loved to have the opportunity to do yeah. when that moment arised before everyone else knew. Yeah. Because basically they found out the same time that everyone else did. Well, wasn't, while that for you, wasn't that for you like a, a big challenge though? Like to, because I had that, that when, when I started telling people and stuff uh, or yeah, just being open about it actually that i did need to address the yeah i had like uh two people that i that i really wanted to tell mm-hmm. from my perspective but one of them i thought yeah it wasn't worth it <laughs> because yeah other reasons yeah but the other one i actually did have the conversation but it was a very for me i don't know how your experience was but for me it was very like scary because how are you going to tell someone that you are in a relationship with and you're still actually figuring out for yourself who you are and what what you're all about. Yeah. To yeah. kind of like, how am I going to tell you now what I felt when I was with you? Yeah. And when all the questions come up, like. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's that's why I look at it like a bit of a regret, and I think now they all know basically, mm-hmm. and I've never had this conversation with them either. So that's also a bit of a thing. But I think 
You hear that, girls? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. You can contact me. He's gay. <laughs> if you want to have yeah. that conversation, contact me. You know, you know. I think, I think that conversation would have been, would have, would have still been nice. But what, what, what is the importance behind this conversation for you? I think that's one of the things to. I think it's just, I think it's just pure mutual respect. I think they're not, they're not a random person that says more. It they, yeah. there's someone you who you had a relationship with and who shared stuff with you. You I know, mean, so it's something, it's, it's someone you had. Just like it, it's none of their business. It's just like we, we've separated for a reason at one point. And we've we've parted ways. That's also the question. It, uh, eh? But it also depends on what kind of relationship that you, you have with your ex-girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. yeah at that yeah. point, is it that that you still talk to each other? Are you still friends? I mean, yeah, to be honest, yeah. with you, most of my ex-girlfriends, we don't really talk. Yeah, yeah. But that's but that's what I said. Like the the one the, there was only one person that I really thought like you deserve to know because it's someone I really appreciated in my life, and we still had like a, a valid friendship. Mm-hmm. But then when I did come out to her, she came out to me. So. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's a totally different story and a very hilarious <laughs> one. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, it, it, it is it is what it is. But yeah, I, I get it. It was, it was very difficult to have that conversation because then you're actually admitting to, to someone yeah. that, that you've had something with that, hey, you know, yeah, I like guys too, you know, and, and, and. I think with friends and stuff, it's it's pretty. I think I think with friends, with friends, there would have been that. I mean, you find out or you don't find out, and then you get to deal with it. I think with friends, yeah. it's when I tell you, it's either you say yes and you come on board, or you say no, and then I should have never been friends with you. That's the end of it. It's I a mean, bit more difficult than that. I, I think mean, if you if you if you go to if if you're living like me in in Holland, like I don't have a lot of family here, so like my friends are my family here, yeah. so they do get a certain importance uh, in your life that you get a far deeper friendship yeah. than like the random person that no, you but for have me but for me even i mean even even yeah. even family based i think my my me getting to the point of of being comfortable with myself and who i am is really you know if you don't if you cannot accept me yeah. then i cannot do nothing for you i cannot no that's true yeah i can't be anything to you because no. otherwise i'll need to i'll need to adjust myself in order to Fit your needs. Fit, not fit your needs, but I will need to adjust myself to fit the best picture of idea that you have of me. And they'll never be they'll never be the same. So I'll always be adjusting myself. I'll always be, you know, yeah. trying trying to fit that puzzle where it should well in my case it's it's more either you accept who I am, but there's that's goofy, crazy, annoying today, or completely introvert the other day. I mean if you don't know how to deal with it, then probably we shouldn't be friends. Yeah. Because and it I, will end eventually. Yeah. So, so you will see that 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 in some cases the person will end up like taking a distance from you or whatever. So eventually it just won't work. But Jeez. what for you is like the if you had to do this all over again, or if you like if there's someone that's still in the closet or or you know like I know I know a lot of guys that are having that issue, and and they're still in the closet. Um, they yeah culture religion again you know yeah. play a big role in that and and there's a lot of people there what would your I know where you're going <laughs> my advice would be just get over and done with it i mean come on chop chop let's send them do an it. email <laughs> send, send, them an email. send them an email 
drop it there. I mean, come on, get it over and done with. I mean, don't waste so much time about it. Don't, I mean, don't waste time. Because the moment you come out, you start living your life. What you're doing now is not living your life. I actually think that an email is, 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 is a pretty good idea. Because, like, sometimes the, 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 the difficulty I see that a lot of people are... are Putting things into words. Through. No, but not only putting things in words, but like it's the first reaction that basically yeah. you're not giving someone the space to, to react absorb. to a very big news or to something that's yeah. going to change a lot. You know, yeah. it's the same thing if you go to a doctor's office and they tell you, hey, you're sick or something like that. It's yeah. always going to be a very emotional and uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. So if you do sometimes, you know, if, if some people have, have don't have like difficulties talking about it, but I can imagine that others would have to kind of word themselves at a moment like that yeah so maybe an email in in that case would definitely be a good option i, th I think it also gives you the time to process the words you would like to use yeah 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 i i think the best advice for me is financial independence i think have financial independence have your own space have your own place for yourself that the moment that it happens that even if it be if it's tough on your family that it's not necessarily that they kick you out, but that you give them or the people around you the space to be able to process things, that you have your own space as well yeah. to be able to not necessarily grieve the the, the relationship with the other people. I mean it is they, not. I mean it is a I mean it is a grieving process. Because you don't know actually what is going to happen the moment that you tell them, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. you can grieve it or you get the time to process it, whatever yeah. that is. But have your your own space, have your own time, have but also that you have financial independence from, let's say, your family, that you're not relying on them financially, but that you have your own job or that you're studying or whatever that is, but that you're sitting by yourself, that you can give them that space and that time. I think that's that's very, very, very important. Um, that helped me a lot yeah. in the process, that I wasn't relying on anyone else. I was standing on my own to feed back. And have a support system i think in in that and in, in that sense if absolutely because i can i can imagine that if you're like 13 or 14 you don't have that financial independence no. and it doesn't make sense to wait until you're 20 21 22 23 that you can come do up, it you know? uh, yeah but yeah. be sure that you do have a, a supporting net in that sense yeah. my advice would be um basically like you know we have one we have one life to live there's some someone told me once you have one life to live so um, if you feel that, you know, you either are going to live it the way others want you to live it or you're going to live it the way that um, it should be and mm -hmm. how you want it to. Yeah. And I think that um, also, you know, like these are tough decisions and the one experience is going to be better than the other one. You never know how someone reacted. Like for me, for instance, one of my closest male friends was pretty homophobic and certain remarks he made but when i came out to him he was the biggest supporter of me so it can sometimes surprise you how people will react yeah. so you don't have the control over that in life what you do have control is the choices that you make basically yeah. and you can either spend your life like um you know marrying someone uh, having kids and being the the particular part and as people shoot basically according to the norm or you can actually be. I mean, there's no happy. norm. There's no norm. Norm does no norm norm not exist. Yeah, there's no norm at all. Just remember. Be you. Be happy. Be. Yeah, at all times you have to be yourself. Doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. So coming up to a close, um, just summarizing: um, be financially stable. 
make sure that you have your own place. When you tell them you, you know, you have your, you give them the space to process everything. Um, try to have a support system, yeah. friends, yeah. some family members, if you, if you do have yeah. anyone. And lastly, just send a damn email. <laughs> don't forget to cc everybody <laughs> don't cc them just bcc please have a good day all right bye, -bye. bye guys bye